The following production is part of the Play Some Video Games Podcast Network. This week's episode of PSVG Prime is brought to you by the amazing folks over at patreon.com slash PSVG. But a special thank you to our Patreon producers, Edwin Callow, Barry Cathcart, Josh the Bonesaw Barboni, Dev Tyus, Chris McElfresh, Kyle Heyman, Paul Calico, Mike Masick, Zach Bradshaw, and Nick Falhaba. That's right. I'm still going to say it that way forever, forever, ever. Now, thank you to all of our listeners, of course, but we do encourage you, if you have the extra money and you enjoy our content, to look into joining the Patreon because you do get some special perks. You get some special shows you can't get anywhere else, including Bored With Everything, uh, the exhausted Fast and Furious Retrospective. You have the, the wrestling show. You have just so many things. I can't even remember them all, to be quite honest, but you get a lot of stuff. So if you are not entirely sick of us, we encourage you to head on to patreon.com slash PSVG. But enough of that. Let's get on to this week's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of PSVG Prime. That's right, haters. Lucas and I are back. We took one week off. You thought you were safe, but, uh, you know, nope. I got one message for all of you. You're mad. I'm back. Big mad. He's mad. She's mad. Big sad. Ha ha. Don't care. Stay mad. <laughs> but for those of you who did miss us, we're so happy to have you back. It is I, your host, Kevin, and with me, of course, Mr. Lucas Rose. Hey, 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 good to be back. I hey, feel like hey, I've been hey. gone forever. Well, you kind of have. It's been like three weeks since we've had you. You know, Josh Josh had to fill in, and then we decided just to play games last week and not do a show because we're lazy. But uh, yeah, hey, we're back. We're back. That's what's important. We're, we're back. We are back, and it's good to be here. I mean, in podcast land, you're gone for three weeks. You're, you're, you might as well be ghosted at that point. Everyone forgets about you. It's true. So if you forgot, I'm Lucas. I'm I'm the other funny guy. And don't you forget, forget about, about me. me. <laughs> don't, 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 don't. Uh, so some news in case you are interested. Uh, previously and kind of historically, PSVG Prime's only been available on the master feed, as we call it, where you get all of the PSVG shows. But if you're one of those folks who like to cherry pick and say, well, you know, I like this show. Not crazy about that show. I like this show. And you kind of subscribe to those individual feeds. Well, as you're listening to this right now, PSVG Prime finally has its own individual feed. So if you want to subscribe just to this show and kind of cherry pick your entire PSVG experience, you can do so right now. Just look up PSVG Prime in all your podcasting locations. And nice. I think I think in order to get some reviews going too, Lucas, I think we'll, we'll do a little giveaway or something for people. But uh, you folks, if you want to review us, by all means, please do so now on iTunes. You know, give, give those reviews because that's the one that really matters. Um and you'll be entered into the contest when we announce it anyway. So you don't have to wait for us to announce the contents. I'm going to take everybody who submitted a review uh, and kind of do a drawing. And we'll give we'll do some giveaways for people who give us some reviews. So we appreciate that. Let's let's get us new and featured like we did PSVG when it launched. New, new and yeah. noteworthy. Like, let's get up there. I like let's to be up. noteworthy. It's true. But nobody cares about us. You know, oh, also well. true. It is true. Um, we should talk about some games because yeah. it's been a while. 
Cool. It so has. I, I will let you go first. Oh, okay. Because I want to make fun of you for playing something on your list. <laughs> Probably the first thing. Why? Actually, this list is full of things you could make fun of me for. So <laughs> uh, let's just get started with number one. I uh, Donnie will be pleased because I don't know why, but I finally decided to install Life is Strange before the storm, which I bought probably a year ago at this point. Ooh. After playing Life is Strange all the way through the uh, the first one, and then seeing this was on sale for, I don't know, four or five dollars. I liked Life is Strange. It, it was uh, it was easy to get into because I was used to um, like The Walking Dead and Wolf mm-hmm. Among Us and all the telltale stuff. So I knew what the I knew what the deal was when I when I subscribed to it. And uh, I don't know, it, it was a little bit difficult to to uh, get into the mood for angsty teenagers and kind of the slower delivery and yep. the song that the music that every song sounds exactly the same. It's like, how many times can I hear an acoustic guitar play slowly right now? Donnie uh, is so mad at you. Cause that's like uh, one of the things he loves about this, the angst, the soundtrack. Uh, I mean, but once you get past that, uh, there, there's, there's good story there. There's good characters and, uh, a good experience to be had. So life is strange before the storm. I'm on episode one. I, I really have only played about an hour and a half of it just because I've only got to sit down one and play it. But I did put as much time into it as I could in that one set down. And again, you know, slow to get into it. It's hard to get into that mindset when you're an, an adult of a teenager. It just mm. is because for the most part, teenagers are usually written by adults. And so sometimes they're kind of... um one note sort of angst ridden, whatever. It almost sounds fake. It sounds like what adults think teenagers sounds like, sound like sometimes. Yes. Yeah. And it's kind of cringeworthy. You're just like, uh, I don't think, I don't know if they really sound like that. Did I sound like that? The answer is probably you did, but, um, like a teenage girl. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, uh, you play as Chloe this time around instead of max during the time that is, it's kind of a sequel during the time where they didn't talk to each other much, or at least Max didn't talk, talk to Chloe. And uh, so you get to see what happens presumably during this time. And she is much more angst ridden than Max ever was. Mm-hmm. So Max was kind of just a very sheltered, naive girl. It seemed like, uh, so she's very uh, interesting. Cause one of the ways that you play the game is you can argue with people. You have to basically, have arguments with them and win them. It, it, it's almost like a feature of the game, uh, a mini game, if you will. It's like a less cool version of like Phoenix Wright. <laughs> yes, like, sort of. You have to take their words. Yeah, you have to take their words and use them against them. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, and I've only done that a couple of times, but all of the characters are there. And if you remember the playing through the first one, you'll remember like her stepdad, who's kind of a jerk. And her mom, who's just kind of getting through life a little bit as best as she can. And uh, the school, I just got to the school. But something, the more I played it, the more I remembered like why I like the games. And that's just because everything has an interesting tidbit behind it. Like uh, when you're going through the, her house and looking at uh, everything that you can kind of click on, there's an empty space where there used to be a portrait. And she talks about this is where a portrait of the whole family used to be before her dad died but now that her stepdad lives there her mom took it down you know and stuff like that so there 
it's like however deep you want to get into the characters, mm. however deep you want to get into the story, you can just by going through and looking at things and hearing what the character has to say about whatever you're looking at. So it's kind of nice to be able to choose how deep into a story you want to get. Um, so that said, one really cool thing that happened is once I got to school, I had to find somebody to get a of a, a bootleg DVD. This girl was selling bootleg DVDs to the school body. And um, so I go over to her and she's playing basically a D&D ripoff with another student, just one other student. And you are asked if you want to join the game. And you can. And I sat down and it's like not even something you have to do. You can say no. I'm assuming that means you skip that part. But right. I sat down and just basically talked my way through this D&D campaign uh, <laughs> episode or whatever chapter. And I don't know. I thought it was really cool. Like I said, it really had nothing to do with the story. It was just this neat little thing. And um, it was kind of fun to see them geeking out about basically D and D and, and all the little jokes and stuff that go along with it. So it's got a lot of uh, charm to it. And I think that's what will bring me back to playing the rest of it. Eventually. It's a really nice game when you don't, it's kind of a weird in between a game and a movie. Cause you're really yeah. not doing a lot, but at the same time you're still playing something. So um, I am take it. You're not a fan of life is strange. I, so I played the first one. Most, not, all of it. I will admit that not all of it. I couldn't get into it. Um, I played the first three chapters of the, the sequel, not, not before the storm. And once again, I couldn't get like, it just got too, I was just nothing going on. And I know Donnie says it changed and I'm sure it did, but for me, it's like, I shouldn't have to play like six hours of a game for it to get good. Like, if it's not yeah. getting me then, like, I don't feel like I, I want to invest in that. Like the telltale game, stuff like that, they always left you with some, you know, loose ends to be like, Oh, I need to see what happens in the next one and keep you engaged. Yeah. I never found life is strange to do that for me. I don't, I know it does for other people. Um, I did enjoy the, Oh, what was the one that they put out before the sequel, the sequel? Like it was the adventures of captain awesome or something like that. Like that yeah, one, one shot. Spirit, I, think. I got through that. Yeah. Captain spirit. I got through that because it was shorter and I was like yeah. somewhat interested in what was going on. So that got me more engaged, I think, than any of the other Life is Strange stuff so far. So, yeah, I just none of them have connected with me. And I, I think I can play them all on Game Pass. Um, yeah, maybe I should. I don't know. Like, I just I can't get into them. I don't know what it is, but I know a lot of people like them. I just they don't connect with me. I, I could understand that. I mean, for as much as I say, it's kind of like watching a movie there are, I mean, there are games, there are movies that people aren't into just based off from what they're about. Yeah. And I could see why people might not, this might not be their speed. So I don't take that personally. Um, well, since you haven't made fun of me yet, I'm guessing you're going to make fun of me. No, actually, it was Life is Strange. I was going to make fun oh, of you. Okay. It's like, it wasn't really going to make fun of you. It was going to make more fun of Donnie because he likes him. And you're kind of wishy-washy <laughs> on it too. We're like, you're like, it's all right. But, you know, so. Yeah, I, I wouldn't really say I fight. I, I wouldn't say I would fight for someone to play the game i'm not gonna um and i'm not saying donnie that you are either but i i do know that you have lots of love and that you would be excited to hear that i was playing this there's a lot of people in our discord that enjoy it so like i can't you know 
It's just not yeah. for me. That's all. So I can't, I can't hate on it, but no, I don't, Maybe. I don't hate on this other game you're about to talk about either, but I think I actually have <laughs> one of them. I got for like a review code that I never even bothered to play it, but Probably I'm interested in what happens here. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Well, this one, this one actually is worth it. The game is monster jam steel Titans. And as you alluded to, I think they have like four other games or something like oh, that. Yeah. I got to see which one um, I have. So steel Titans is the newest game that came out. And, uh, I just kind of put this on my uh, wish list because my son really likes uh, monster trucks because most kids do around his age, four years old. That's like the prime demographic. Um, And we, we have played whatever one came out for the switch, the monster jam, whatever it's called. And uh, the problem with that game was that it wasn't two player. And that really bummed him out because He was asking me, like, why aren't you playing with me? And I'm like, well, I physically can't because this is only a one player game. Uh, So when I saw that this was two players, I was like, well, I guess, you know, I'll take a chance on it. See, as long as it's not completely broken, then it'll be just a good time for me and my son to mess around with, you know, Gravedigger and whoever else. I I wait. I know way more monster trucks than I ever (laughs) thought I would. They're like wrestlers, man. It's like wrestlers from the 80s. They all have they're trucks with personality and they all have ridiculous names like big grave digger <laughs> max D uh, which is damage. Not I was saying, um, that sounds questionable. <laughs> uh, Soldier fortune aftershock blue lightning. Some names are better than other <laughs> others. Um, so this game went on sale recently for about half off and I decided to pick it up and I had looked into it, made sure it wasn't completely broken and kind of knew what I was getting into. And I got to say, the game actually isn't that bad. If you're into monster trucks, this is probably the best game that you're going to get uh, that's fully licensed. Hmm. It it has mo- it has most pretty much all the trucks that you'd want, as far as I know, and it also has alternate versions of the trucks, like so different paint schemes and stuff like that. And as you play the game, you are able to unlock trucks. They give you some as you progress, not as much as say Forza horizon where you get a car, like yeah, just for opening the game basically. <laughs> um, but you will earn them, but you also earn currency that allows you to buy whatever monster truck you want. So for instance, my son loves grave grave digger, very popular car or truck. Sorry. And, uh, he was the, one of them. He, my God, uh, the truck was, one of the most expensive, obviously, because it's the most popular. Right. But uh, we were able to get it within, um, you know, playing it within an hour, something oh, like okay. that. Uh, and each of these trucks, you are able to upgrade individually, which I sort of have a problem with because then you kind of are forced to pick your favorite yeah. and only upgrade that one as you play through the career. Uh, so that's kind of a bummer because ev- the upgrades don't even transfer through different paint schemes. So uh, oh like my different gold dig- or gold God. grave diggers are gold digger. That's a new monster truck. <laughs> <name. laughs> the different grave diggers uh, are separate trucks. So, yeah. Now here's the good thing though, that currency I talked about, you can only earn by playing the game. Uh, okay, they do so have no- DLC, but there's no microtransactions mm-hmm. uh, for like buying currency and then using that to buy uh, whatever you want. So you do have to earn it, which is nice. And beyond that, um, the game, the controls are interesting. You can actually set it to an advanced mode where the front tires and the back tires are 
kind of twin stick controls. So you can only, you can um, break them in half basically and control the front tires independently of the back tires. And you would want to do that to be able to kind of fine tune the control. Otherwise it's just your typical um, back and front axle steering on one thumbstick for, you know, like my son who yeah. I'm going to want to have to use both joysticks. Uh, the physics are a little bit wonky for the most part. They're fine. Especially if you're doing, uh, taking ramps and doing jumps and crushing cars and stuff, but they wanted to include the ability to, uh, if you've ever watched a monster jam when they're doing like freestyle, they'll drive straight at kind of a buried, a half buried trailer, like train trailer, and then do like a backflip. Yeah. I don't know how that doesn't explode the front axle of the vehicle, but they go like straight up in the air. So they wanted to include that without making it super difficult because I'm sure it really is in real life. Mm. Um, And so all of a sudden the physics will completely change and it kind of almost is like you hit a booster and anytime you hit a wall, it kind of boosts you so that you can get that air that you need to do a flip. But at the same time, if you hit it at an angle you're going to go flying or go spinning. Right. Because it, it really is like you hit like a, a hot wheels track booster and all of a sudden you're just going way <laughs> too fast. Um, and same thing happens when you uh, try to spin out. So if you roll over on your side, they'll do this thing where they spin their tires and eventually they can just kind of do a donut and then yeah, yeah. level themselves out. Same thing. Suddenly you'll just be spinning way too fast and it's clear like the physics aren't really there. They just sort of activated this thing that says, okay, they're trying to get back up now do this animation. Almost it's not, it isn't an animation, but it's close enough that it might as well be. So the physics aren't really there, but everything else you've got all of your freestyle destruction events where you just smash through stuff, which is fun. All sorts of different races. Um, it really is uh, probably the best monster truck game out there right now. So that said, it has its fair share of, of weird things going on. And, uh, but I think I can forgive uh, most of the problems that I have come across. The game hasn't crashed. Uh, it, it runs fine. So all of the basics are there. So if you are interested in monster jam at all, um, like I said, I got it for my son. We were supposed to go actually, right before oh. all of the quarantine stuff hit. It was just before we were forced into quarantine. We were like, oh, should we still go? I don't think we should. Um, so this was kind of, he didn't know about it, but yeah. kind of my making up for that not happening. And maybe we can try again next year. But uh, yeah, I'd recommend it if, you, if you're if you into monster trucks. So Cool. I, I looked up the art. I think this is the one I have, I, I own that I could try out. And- okay. It would be worth it. It's not... I can't say how much fun it would be to play alone. I have yet to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm probably just know that I'm mostly playing co-op, but uh, I would imagine the career mode isn't extremely deep. So yeah, uh, take it for what you will, but cool. uh, yeah, steel monster GM steel Titans. Lastly is something that I think we're both going to talk about. So mm. I will uh, leave it to you, sir. Oh yeah. We can kind of segue into that first. So we, okay. have, we've, we've actually been playing games together, which, you know, Donnie's claim to fame is that nobody in PSVG can ever find time to play games together, but <laughs> we have uh, with Josh, as a matter of fact, too. I'm hoping to get Kyle on board, and we've been kind of doing the uh, virtual board game night with the uh, board with everything, well, board with video games crew. Uh, Humble Bundle had the bundle we talked about before, where it was all board game um, mm-hmm. ad- adaptations, uh, and we've been playing for the last couple of weeks now, at least, what, once, twice a week? 
I think. Yeah. For the last three weeks, they've been doing stuff. So we've been playing games like Mysterium and Potion Explosion. And I don't know if we can really talk about them because they're all kind of different. But um, it's been fun. Like, I, I think, you know, we played, what, Lords of Waterdeep last night. Dungeons and, that's yep. a Dungeons and Dragons game. Yes, it's based in the yeah, it's based in, in that universe. Dragons, yeah, and dragons. Yep. Um, I mean, I I can't even attempt to try and explain these games like they do on their show. Like they're much more adept to uh, being able to explain a board game without somebody being able to see something. Like yes. you say, monster truck. I know exactly what you're talking about. The way they talk about like meeples and worker placements, and you do this yeah, and do that. I'm like I can't even do that. Like I can't explain that to anybody. So, um, listen to board with video games. They'll tell you all about. It. I'm sure Josh will talk about it as well. Kevin, are you saying board games? You can't explain it. Yeah. How does that work? And magnets, what do they do? Why is wind? Water wet? Hmm. Clouds? Air or water? I don't I don't even know. Decide. It's like both. It's the it's the transgender of the weather. It's both. <laughs> don't try to label it. That's true. That's not fair. We we shouldn't judge weather. It's literally liquid fluid. <laughs> Gas, <laughs> gaseous liquid. Fluid. It's literally liquid fluid. Yes. Yes. So is <laughs> So is my soda. It's liquid fluid as well. That's right. Um, but yeah, it, it's just been a lot of fun to to play these together. And apparently, I just got an Xbox achievement. I don't know how. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> nobody in my house is playing Xbox. I think I got like that's an old achievement. Just click through. It said, um, "Please come back." That's the achievement. It's no. It's a completed chapter five. I don't even know what it's talking about. <laughs> it might be talking about one of the games I want to talk about, but oh chapter five was five chapters ago. So I don't know what happened there. Um. But yeah, we we found time basically every Wednesday, but I think it's going to change due to an announcement I'll make later in the show. Um, and just kind of link it up in Discord, doing the voice chat, and just playing these multiplayer games. And we still haven't even gone through everything we've bought, and we keep buying each other uh, games in the meantime that we still haven't played yet. And it's just kind of sure. getting worse and worse, in air quotes, because it's not, I don't want to say it's, it's worse. It's actually a lot of fun. Um, but I think the reason, at least for me, well, why I'm enjoying this, I want to keep doing it, and I'm not going to speak for you, I'll let you do that for yourself um is when you play online games with other people so if i hop on and i played um modern warfare uh warzone last week with chow fee uh, sean capri and uh chris mccracken from married to the games i don't tend to talk a lot in those games and if i do it's kind of like hey somebody's on your left or over 200 somebody's out in the field you know like calling the game yeah board games are super easy for us to just hang out talk but still play game at the same time but it's not like the talking isn't interfering with the gameplay or vice versa. We're so, you know, stuck in the game that we're not talking. Yeah. So it's more like a like a hangout type thing. That's just been a lot of fun to experience these different games, even though um, lately just you or Josh destroy in the games. I think what, the only one, I, was super close, though. That was super close for, for and that was the first time you played it, right? No, I played in real life, but I've never That's played right. the uh, okay. electronic version. So I had never played and I, I got the gist of it like probably t- five, six turns in. So it was a little bit too late, but I got close to catching up. Um, but like these other games, like I've never played before. So it's like this is the first time we're experiencing them and just mm-hmm. it's been a lot of fun to kind of go through. And I think it's just easier. No long, lengthy directions like the games kind of help you say, OK, now you do this, you do that. Then you enter turn like they walk you through the different moves. And we have Josh there as a resource who's basically played all of these games, I think, that we've played. So you can help translate it. But there's no cleanup. There's no setup. There's no, like, it's just super easy to go in and out. And I'm having a lot of fun with it. So, yeah, I mean, I'd agree too. And also just add that it's amazing how almost exactly similar it is to playing board games in real life as far yeah. as 
like the feeling of it where you're just kind of hanging out. And like you said, the electronic aspect of the whole thing makes it easier just, just to pick up a game that you don't know, because it's, it won't let you do something that you're not supposed to do. So you can't really screw the game up. You just kind of have to figure out how to navigate what you're supposed to be doing. And for the most part, most of the game, I'd say about 80% of the games work and look the way that they should. Yeah. Some of them have been a little bit rough or a little bit weird to like get a game going, but for the most part, they've all been fine. And, and I know that really helps when you can just kind of jump into a game as opposed to be like, all right, I'm going to sit down and read the rule book and then yep. set the board game up for an hour and then have to explain it to everybody. And, uh, it cuts down on all of that a lot. So if you think about playing, if you're thinking about playing board games and you just don't know what any of the games are and never played them before, don't be afraid to just jump in because I, most of them mm. for there's only been like two games where I've been like, wow, I don't know if I know what I'm doing, but I still, we still stumbled through it. Josh and yeah. I both like made our way through it somehow. So, and it was still fun. So, yeah, I mean, there was, there was a lot of great games in that Mysterium. I think it was one of the, my favorite ones we played so far. We played that one twice, I think. Yeah, that's great. That was a good one. Um, but yeah, so I mean, we're, we've been doing that. And I think we're going to keep doing that. Uh, I'm personally can't wait for uh, Wingspan to come out because that's that's the one oh, that yeah. I, I played. I played that one at Josh's house in person, and I really enjoyed that game. That that one just won like every single board game award possible for last year as well. So to see this digital ad- adaptation hit is good because the game is actually almost near impossible to actually buy as well. So even if I wanted the physical game, like you can't get it. So wow. it it just is a cool thing to happen. So I'm looking forward to that. And then when Gloomhaven eventually gets its multiplayer, like that's going to be fun. We're going to have to do that one as well. So yeah, it's fun. So if you're thinking about jumping into that world, you can certainly ask us or or the board with video games guys for some recommendations. And it's a lot of fun. It's very easy to do. And obviously in this world with social distancing, this is a great alternative. Uh, But even in our world, not being anywhere remotely near each other, this is kind of our only way of doing it, but it's not like trying to navigate real games with webcams and trying to play, you know, individually all playing the same game like so this is just a lot easier it's fun so yeah 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 any any other thoughts uh no no not really other than it's amazing how i still marvel at how little actual game time i have even though it seems like with a quarantine you'd have more (laughs) but it really hasn't been the case so nope i'm with you um so actual other games i've been playing uh i did wrap up the call of duty modern warfare 2 remastered campaign uh, that's the one that came out on Xbox like later than PlayStation. Yeah. Um, and Donnie bought it. I had never played the original version of this. And that this campaign is amazing. There's so many like plot twists and, you know, you think you know what's going on. Then all of a sudden you don't. And like these just end of mission things that kind of just turn and had me very invested. I think it probably more than any other Call of Duty campaign I've ever run through, Wow. Um, which was a lot of fun. And this is the one that had the infamous uh, airport level that got a lot of I remember that. Yeah. And the game actually warns you when you start it that there is a level and you have the option to skip that level and it won't take away from your achievements or anything like that if you skip that level, if you choose to do so. So very surprisingly good handling of that situation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, The other game I'm playing also had a similar uh, disclaimer at the beginning of it saying the game was created. I forget what year was like 2005 or something like that. And like certain cultural aspects are are they were not sensitive to certain cultural aspects. So, you know, player discretion is advised. You can't skip it, but, um, and that's mafia too, the remaster. So that's true. I remember I played this game and I don't know what it's referring to. Oh, I'll get to that in a second. Don't oh, you worry. Okay. 
Oh boy, what does that say about me now? Great. Um, well, I don't. I didn't remember everything about this game either, and I did play it too, and I beat it back on PS3. So I, oh, I went through okay. this game before. Um, but they announced that the trilogy was coming out remastered um, last week, and Donnie bought it before I could. We literally were both in the cart at the same time, and he sent me a picture first. I'm like, I'm glad I didn't buy it too, because <laughs> even though we game share, it doesn't stop me from buying it if he already bought it. So. Oh. I could have accidentally spent the money. I didn't need to. Um, but the weird thing is, is so mafia two came out that day and date remastered and three is already on this gens. So I don't think they really did anything or they may have, they just include the DLC with it and all that stuff. Mm. Um, but one isn't coming out until August. So at first I was really puzzled. because I'm like, well, how, why would you play the sequel before the first one? But then mm. I realized like playing mafia two, I don't think the stories are connected at all. So, like oh. you, you are a character who is joining the mob in, in part two. So it's not like you're an established person. You may play as something that's established in the first one, but the storyline doesn't seem to continue. So I think it's okay. Okay. I played both and I honestly have no recollection other yeah. than I remember the driving from the first one. Oh, so annoying. And see, I I don't know if I played the first one or not. I might have as well because I thought I did, but I'm not 100% sure. I don't remember anything about it. So I'll have to wait until it comes out and see if it anything jogs my memory. Okay. Um, but the remaster is done pretty well. Uh, it's not like 4K, you know, 100% like knock your socks off current gen, but mm-hmm. it is a significant improvement. Um, so it's nice to play. It plays like a modern game. plays a little bit smoother, actually, in my opinion, than Grand Theft Auto does. Um, wow. Because we know you get a little bit of that GTA jank with stuff anyway. Um, yeah. You mean like when you're trying to get in a car and you accidentally go into the yeah. uh, driver's seat? Yes. Um since it's exactly like that, the driving is, is, is improved a little bit. Uh, obviously they're older cars. So you don't go flying. Uh, the world feels, I don't want to say more live than grand theft auto, but it definitely feels much more fleshed out. It's not as big. So I think that's why they could do such things, but there's like a lot of people on the street. There's a lot of different cars in the street, even police walk in their beats. So like mm-hmm. if you do something illegal while you're driving, they'll, they'll blow the whistle and all of a sudden like a different cop will chase you in their car and stuff. So it's like, it's just more interactive. I feel than Grand Theft Auto where like, yeah, there's a lot of people on the street, but they don't really do anything other than maybe yell at you. And that's about it. And they kind of say just, the same thing. Over yeah. And over randomly again. just say random things. And you're just like, who's this person talking to you? Are they talking to me? Exactly. This, this seems to be a little bit more reined in. Um, nice. The story is good. I mean, this is your typical mobster game, like Scarface, like Godfather, like it's that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, old school, you know, you got to go out and earn your scroll, you know, and all those other type of things that the hardcore Italians do. The the cultural sensitive things, um, they use a lot of terminology from the 20s to describe different races and ethnicity of people that you don't do today. Uh, um, yeah. They're not dropping N-bombs, so it's not like that. Um but they do refer to the old uh, style of calling them spooks. Uh, uh, they, they do that. Um, and there's some Asian ones that are thrown out there too. Um, so yeah, there's stuff like that. And the other thing I forgot about completely, but which I guess also appears in mafia three, which is current gen that I thought is kind of weird is you collect playboy magazines. Oh yeah. Well, no, in the third one you collected, um, Maybe you also you did you do two separate things? Because I remember the art. No, no, I haven't played part three yet. I've there never were played like, Mafia Three. Okay, there were like pinups. So yeah, not well, that's, quite that's that's what it is. So like but they're Playboy pinups. Like it's actually Playboy magazines, but you only get the pinup. Like when you collect it, it only shows you the one page with the pinup. The I, yeah, I think you do both then because there's also okay. paintings. There's paintings too, and it's fine art, but it's also naked ladies. <laughs> yeah. I just find that kind of weird just to be a thing you collect and that just shows you like full screen in the game. I don't know why. Like, I guess like when you see, you know, like strippers in a game, like like Grand Theft Auto strippers. 
it's not like super detailed or anything like that. And this is like almost photorealistic. Yeah. So and I'm like, like, this is just really weird. Like to be a collectible in the game. I don't know. I mean, they could have handled it like made it like made it known that that's what it was, but then not had to have the imagery so detailed. That's yes. what it seems like other games do when they have to, because yeah. it's it's like okay, you're saying that these are the type of guys who look at Playboy. That's fine, whatever. I understand that point, but then you show us in full, like you said, it's like somebody went through and scanned at the at the highest resolution yep. all of these uh, time appropriate Playboy magazines, yes. and it's like. But I mean, it's the what is it? The 1920s? 1930s? Yeah, it's like from the 20s and 30s and 40s. So in this game, yeah. are people? I mean, just the lady showing her uh, fishnets or whatever, and you're getting a little hot under I, the collar. I guess so. It's just <laughs> it. But like you're right, because like in the cutscenes, if somebody happens to be in the background reading it, you don't see the cover. Like you might just see it says Playboy across the top, and you don't see yeah. anything else. So I would think like, okay, you get this collectible. They don't need to show you anything. You just pick this up and you have one of 30 or whatever the case is. But no, it's like you pick it up and instantly opens up and shows you like full screen on your TV. And I'm like, what the hell? Like I told, I didn't even realize it because I didn't pick one up until I'm on chapter 10. I think I didn't pick one up until chapter eight. So I've been playing this game for hours and hours and hours and never even ran across one. And I was like, I'm standing by a table. It's like pick up magazine. That's all it says. You're like, so I, I picked up the magazine. Also, I was like, boom. And I'm like, oh, crap. And I'm like, luckily, I'm like, look around like my kids weren't around. I'm like, oh, thank God. I'm like, that's really freaking weird. Like to have that in a game. So are you it'd be funny if they like this would be great. So they have this whole thing and then you open the magazine and instead of the the girl, it just is an article from the mag- magazine with no pictures. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, can you imagine being the guy who was like, all right. I'm thinking let's do collectibles, but instead of, you know, uh, the packages like from Grand Theft Auto, mm-hmm. let's do, uh, I don't know, Playboy magazines. What do you yeah. guys think? And someone's like, great idea. This is why we need more women to be in the game design field. Yes. It's like, you, like you're the mob. Like, yeah, I get, I get that time makes sense, I guess, but they could have also collected cigars. They yeah, could have collected whiskey bottles, like, things, like other things. Like, yes. Like all that kind of stuff makes way more sense than just be like, here's <laughs> full frontal nudity in a game as a collectible, not just one scene that happens or, you know, like Witcher, you have the, the couple sex scenes. Like this is just a major feature of the game where I think there's 50 in this game. Lucas, there's 50. Wow. That is nuts. You know, 14 year old me is just like, what are you guys talking about? This is the coolest thing ever. Right. And that that this is where I get weirded out a little bit by like game ratings. So this is a mature rated game. I totally get it. Yeah. But so is Call of Duty. And yes, you murder people in Call of Duty, but there's no collectible nudity that you can then go to a gallery on the main page of the game and flip through all your collectibles. Like, yeah, I would agree that sometimes weird just listing like having m and then listing why that's the case doesn't yep. really yeah. there needs to be a violence and other adult adult themes that's always yeah. a fun one because adult themes is just like a catch-all term for people talking uh, like adults i guess yeah. you know it, it could be fleshed out more well it's like you remember bmx triple x do you remember that game uh was that the kind of like tony hawk but yes. bmx bikes yeah okay and that's the one where you can make topless women. Oh, that was that was rated adults only. But could you make? Oh, well, that and this was okay. like N sixty four days. So it's oh like I goodness. think it was N sixty four. Could you make topless men too? I believe so. Yes. 
Oh, thank goodness. Equality is finally here. But there was no and customizable there was no customizable genitals though, like in Cyberpunk. <laughs> or uh uh what's the Conan game? Conan oh, Exiles. Yeah, with dong sliders. With sliders, yep. Uh but yeah. Mafia 2, it's it's a really good game though. So I am enjoying my time with it despite the weird <laughs> the weirdness of it. The, the story still holds what up a great. Turn. I know. The story holds up great. It's still a lot of fun. I'm enjoying it. And I'll I don't know what I'm jumping into after Mafia 2. Because I don't know if I if I want to get Mafia Burnout and jump right into three, which I know is a bigger game, I believe, as far as like scope and how long it's gonna take to go through. Yeah, I didn't enjoy a lot of that game. It, 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 I went in stages. Like I enjoyed it at first, and then I kind of fell out of it, and then I keep, picked it back up and beat it, and I kind of liked it again. So I don't yeah. know if that was a me thing or if it was the game. Mm. But I would say I definitely enjoyed Mafia Two. Yeah, more so. Okay, I don't. I would be careful about the burnout there. Yeah, because I'll definitely beat Mafia too. But then I, I also bought because Donnie bought that, so I bought the Watchdogs Gold Collection, which included uh, both both Watchdogs games and all the DLC. Oh man! So I'm like, and I got it for a ridiculous price. Like it was like a hundred dollars retail normally, and I got it for thirty, I think. Holy cow! So I was like, yeah, I'm gonna do it because I didn't play the DLC in Watch Dogs Two. I think I played all the DLC in the original Watch Dogs. I just like to go back and replay these games anyway. How much does that add altogether? Do you think? Like 10 hours? I don't know about two, but one added a lot of content because it was actually a whole different mini campaign that added another five or six hours to it um, with one of the other characters in in the original Watch Dogs game. I feel like we don't. Maybe I'm just out of the loop, but I don't. I feel like we don't hear enough about the DLC that comes to games because I feel like it just gets released and then they're like, "Hey, this DLC is released," but you never hear like. At least I maybe I'm out of the loop, but I feel like they never tell you. It if it's good unless you like specifically look it up to see is it worth I think lying? the last yeah like the only DLC like the watchdogs the original watchdogs one was good so I'm, I'm hoping the second one is good too as far as DLC but like the only DLC that I can absolutely say like oh my god this was great was the Fallout DLCs are typically always really good mm-hmm. um, in the traditional Fallout games um, in Fallout 4 especially like I like the DLC campaigns better than I like the regular campaign itself so it worked out well um, like the Witcher Blood and Wine got a lot of hype when that came out yeah, as DLC. Yeah. But that's like it. You don't hear people talking about DLC for other games. Like it's weird. I agree with yeah. you. Sometimes I'm just surprised that games have DLC like Watch yeah. Dogs. So I was like that had story driven DLC. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um so yeah, I'm not sure what I want to play next, but I'll I'll keep everyone posted. But Mafia the trilogy, it's worth it I think to to get uh great value. And if they if they have as much care to Mafia one as they should with Mafia two, obviously I know it's a bigger generational jump. But if it plays at least as good as Mafia 2 does in the end, it's definitely worth revisiting and playing. It plays it plays just fine for a current gen. I bet that game would actually benefit most from it because yeah. they had systems that were would probably be frustrating these days. So Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Well, that's enough from us. It's time to hear from you folks. So it's time to check out the messages. Message for you, sir. First one comes in from Haley. I, I don't have a good Seinfeld impersonation. Do you, Lucas? Uh, I wouldn't call it good, but I can try <laughs> if you want me to. <laughs> yeah, go for it. You, you read the question here. What's the deal with airline food? Yeah, it's not good. Um, <laughs> the airline food or the impersonation. Um, airline food, shoot. It's, you know, it's a weird thing, Haley. Airline food has kind of actually evolved over the last decade, I'd say. Yeah. Where- I was just gonna say I actually watched the thing on it, which is weird. You would think you never see a 
not a documentary, but like yeah, yeah. A how it's made or something like that, where they're um, talking about how this stuff is, is made. And it's actually a very surprising and interesting facet. Please continue. I didn't hmm. mean to interrupt you. Well, I was going to say, and I think we may be going in different directions here is I feel like at least what I've seen, I typically, honestly, I don't eat on airplanes at all unless I brought food on from somewhere mm-hmm. else. Cause eh. um, I feel like it's gone down. Like unless you're on like a super long flight, like maybe an international thing where you're there for a long period of time, it seems like where you used to be able to get meals, like actual meals. Yeah. Yes. They might've sucked. Now it's like, well, you can get this ham sandwich and purchase this, you know, protein pack, which has some nuts and cheeses. And that's like it. Yeah. And I'm like, well, that's the same stuff I could have got from the convenience store in the airport for like 10 bucks cheaper than what you're trying to charge on the plane for it. So it seems like it, it, from my experience on just regular domestic flights, I guess that they've really just taken a step back and given up almost and saying like, we're not going to bother. We got some prepackaged stuff. We'll give to you if you want. I was going to say, cause I've only, I've only flown like three times in my life and I don't think I've eaten on the plane at all. Uh, my own food well one i'm nervous about flying so i'm not eating it but uh two i have never been on a plane long enough that they offered any food and i think that's like where you see the step back where it's like well why bother feeding anybody because one most people are bringing their own food and two it you're not going to be on the plane long enough. Like if you're, if you're going on a plane specifically to eat the food, you're probably having a life crisis or something. (laughs) Um, What I was going to say is when they do prepare the food, I guess there's actual, if I'm remembering correctly, because I I haven't seen this in a long time, but they were talking about how they um, basically package it off site and then have it shipped in, but specifically for the airline, like they have, chefs and stuff who put this together and then it's not it's not like they just buy a bunch of hungry mans and then yeah, stock yeah, them yeah. up in the airplane so there's actually a really big thing behind it and they have to take it like really seriously because they don't obviously they don't have a lot of space or means to take all this food with them which is probably another reason why they don't want to have to do it is because it's taking up space but um i, I have a better question mm. what's the deal with soda pops on the airlines because they give you like they pour the can and it's like here yes. here's 50% of the can here you go in this in this weird cup why do they give you those weird cups it's like a dipping cup but it's like too wide I don't it is that. and they and they they give you the i guess it's just to keep it cold because they they fill it mostly with ice yes like, they do. i think i think your your 50% is actually more like 25% because of the <laughs> amount of ice they put in it but yeah it's a weird thing like why not just have a refrigerated thing and just give people the can like I think it's uh, at least 100% uh, liquid fluid, though. I'm pretty confident it's liquid fluid as well. (laughs) I just want more of the liquid fluid. That's the problem. Because it still costs you like $4. And you get thirsty on a plane. You do, especially if there's snakes there. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was a terrible (laughs) reference. Very timely, I might add. Oh, yeah. Uh, Next, speaking of timely, next question comes in from Nathan. (laughs) My question is... Was that? Wow, that was a lot better than uh, my Jerry Seinfeld impression. <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> wow. Nothing, Nathan. What's up with you? Balls in your court. Oh, I guess I was waiting for him to respond. Sorry, that oh. doesn't work that way. This isn't a phone call. Um, <laughs> but speaking of Nathan, just so everyone knows, uh, Nathan has uh, retired, if you will, from State of the Xbox Empire. So, of course, we wish him well. And, of course, he still remains a part of the PSVG family. So I think he'll be back for other appearances. Uh, But with that being said, the plan now is to take the Xbox Empire 
and make it a weekly show. So wow, yeah. <laughs> so every Thursday, starting as you're hearing this, there will be a new episode of Xbox Empire coming out weekly with myself and Donnie. Man, I can't wait to hear what's coming to Game Pass every week. Yep. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> gonna be a it's gonna be a shorter show. So to give everyone kind of just a sneak preview here, Ooh. they're typically gonna be an hour or less. T- you know, tackling one or two news items. We're not gonna get into what we've been playing. I don't think we're doing that kind of stuff because yeah. we have our other outlets to do that. So we're just gonna cover the Xbox specific news and bring that to you weekly. And then when they do something bigger, have an extended show, bring some other people on to help cover. Uh, the longer ones, and then we'll do like an hour and a half long show at those points. But this will just be a weekly blast of Xbox news, uh, just so that we can say Monday through Friday you get a PSVG show in your in your inbox, all up in your inbox. Nice. You got to represent yeah. Team Green. You do. You do. So um, yes. So Nathan, we hope we do you proud, and uh, good luck with the work life situation. So Nathan's stepping back because time is is tough. It's There's not a lot going on inside. It's, it's not a size. He's got a lot going on at work. He might be traveling a lot. So the commitment of doing a show and playing games is, is kind of tough. So we wish you the best, Nathan. And I hope I don't disappoint you on the Empire. Josh comes through with a question. Speaking of Josh, question for Prime. With the leak, in quotes, of a new Gran Turismo, do you think it will come out at launch? He's referring to the PS5. Also, are we ever going to get that other Gran Turismo game we were promised <laughs> when the PS4 launched? I think they just took that game and said ah it's coming out for ps5 now <laughs> that's that's what i'm pretty confident for i think it will be a launch uh ps5 game and i don't think you're going to get another one on ps4 um they they'll you think about when a game when a game when a console launches there almost always is a car game because they just look really good yes there, there may not be a lot of substance like you're just you're going to run track and i don't want to say you're just going on tracks but you're just racing so right. they're they're easy to design and all the care goes into the visuals and the audio of the game. So it's a great well, sound piece, you know, and you're, a great show piece. You're also not having to um, render very many people or mm-hmm. none at all. So it never, no one's ever like, man, that looks weird. You're just like, Oh, car is shiny. And then every year the car gets shinier and the curves get curvier and the um, um, resolution gets resolutionier. Mm-hmm. It's like when you buy a new TV or you first got a Blu-ray player, the first thing you put on is like Planet Earth because yes. it just looks good. And you're like, is this a window into real life? This looks like, like more real life than real life looks like real life. I can touch this bird. That's doing <laughs> Ouch, it. Bit me. <laughs> Joke but yes, right. I think we're in the same thing. Launch launch game. You're not getting the one on PS4. Uh, did Gran Turismo ever launch for the PlayStation? Uh, I think I did with the three um, PS3 launch R spec or a a spec R type spec spec super R type. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I stopped paying attention to Gran Turismo. I think at three. So I, f- I feel yeah, like three. I always thought like I thought one came out for PS4. I, I guess I'm completely wrong there. Motorstorm launched on PS3 when that launched. I had that game. Who didn't? It's the only game you could buy at the time. Ridge Racer 7 was a launch game on PS3. Ridge Racer! And that was it. So no, it was not. You got to get Gran your Turismo games. Your simulation awesome. racing fix. Gran Turismo games on PS4. I feel like there was one. Gran Turismo Sport was on. So it's not a traditional one, but Sport was on there. Sport. Hey, yeah. Sport. Yeah. Better question is when we're getting a wipeout. Oh, whip out would be so good. And I actually, I could go back for a motor storm too. I loved motor storm destruction derby Ooh. by Sig P- 
Psygnosis. What was that? Are they Psygnosis. Is that an illness? Is it like COVID nineteen? <laughs> That's the name of the no. Psygnosis. Psygnosis. I don't know. They're they're defunct now, aren't they? They don't make games. Probably. They probably were bought and diluted into some other company or something. I'm sure Tencent owns them. Tencent owns everybody. Tencent exactly. owns you. Wait, they bought PSG. No, you specifically. Oh, even worse. (laughs) Even worse. Um, Garrett Bland asked in the Discord, describe your ideal sandwich. And he's like, has this been asked before? I don't think it has. Mm, I don't. I believe we gave gave recommendations on how to make a grilled cheese. But I don't think we talked about our ideal sandwich. That's probably what he's thinking. Yeah. So what's what's your ideal sandwich, Lucas? What's on it? What's on it? Okay. I'm not. I don't like a lot of meat. Okay. First of all, I don't like a lot of meat. That's (laughs) a lie. I don't like it when they stack six inches of meat on a sandwich. Oh, okay? on a sandwich. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, inversely, though, <laughs> always buy the bun length hot dogs because extra bun at the end of the hot dog. No bueno. But does it bother you when the hot dog sticks out the end of the buns? Not at all. Okay. If you notice in animation, like anytime they it an- anybody, is. it's always sticking out. It's yep. like the hot dog bun is tiny. Doesn't make any sense. Hmm. Explain that. Um, so not a lot of meat. We're going to get that question next week now. <laughs> What's yeah. the deal with hot dog buns? Yes. Uh, don't even get me started. Um, we're going to have a food podcast before this year. So people keep asking. Um, lots of uh, it needs to have some kind of condiment base and it needs to have a lot of condiment mm. uh, mayonnaise barbecue sauce. I don't know something to carry if, when it gets too dry. That's there's a problem there. Got a lot of bread. I like good bread. Mm. Now, who, who, nobody likes bad bread. Some people are just like, eh, it's just a way to get the stuff in the middle into my mouth. But no. bread can be the star of the show, man. Grilled cheese, make that on some bad bread and then call me in the morning and tell me how you feel. So three three things. Good condiments, good bread, not a lot of meat. <laughs> See, I, I, I'm with you until so you get to the thing. not a lot of meat thing. Um, so, you know, having... An Italian wife and being in New England, I like an Italian sub, which is a lot mm. of meat, a lot of cheese. Yeah. Um, typically has a condiment, whether it's some sort of um, sauce. Oil sometimes. Yeah. You can do oil and vinegar, which I enjoyed that. But there's also sometimes Gross. you get like this kind of ranch Italian dressing esque kind of thing. It's not quite like it, like you'd picture salad dressing, but it's more like a creamier uh, base dressing. But you can do the oil and vinegar too, which is awesome. Um, yeah, I'm with you. The bread absolutely matters. You can't just have like white bread. Like that doesn't wonder. That's bread. fine when you're in. El- that's fine when you're in elementary school at lunch. You get your bologna and cheese. But when you're an adult, you need to find like baguette or something like that to do it. On. Yes, mm. it needs structure. And if you can yes. take your bread and roll it into a ball, you have a problem. Throw away that. Bread. Yes, it's gone. Yep. Throw get it away. You need good cheese, not just American cheese. American cheese is fine on a grilled cheese, but not that orangey slice stuff on my sandwich. No, <laughs> nope. Need a good. Um, I like provolone on my sandwiches. Ooh, that's. I know that's a lot of people one. don't like provolone, but I like it on a sandwich. How could you? It's it's pretty. It's pretty uh, unobtrusive. You know, it's it's kind of like Swiss. They're almost yeah. interchangeable. Yes, yes, I'm with you there. Um, and so we cover the meat. We cover the thing. I am very anti-veggie on my sandwiches. Really? Yep. I can that's tolerate a-, a little bit of lettuce or a little bit of spinach. Okay. I don't like tomato. I don't like onions. I don't like, I don't want any stuff. I just want the meat, cheese, condiments. See, I'm Remember. with you on the tomato because tomato just adds Slimy. sweat, slime. Damn. Yes. Uh, pickles, onions, lettuce. 
as long as they're not wet, you have to dry that stuff off before you put it on a sandwich. Um, crunch gives you a crunch factor. Mm. I like to bite into a sandwich that crunches. Now, if you have good crusty bread, crusty bread, that's what I like. Yeah, then you can, yeah, you can kind of sub that out. Then I could understand why you wouldn't want all that. Let's face it, the the veggies they're just gonna fall off anyway. Then you just have a salad on your plate. So. Or if you have somebody else make that sandwich, they like to cram way too many vegetables for the sandwich. You know, like you're ruining the sandwich because <laughs> I don't need five pounds of lettuce on my sandwich. Like, yes, you have a lot of shredded lettuce. I understand. You can do it just a little. You don't need a lot. Listen, what have you ever tried? This is this is kind of off the wall. Not really off the wall when you think about it, but it it's kind of weird that it's a sandwich. You take the pita bread, right? Mm-hmm. Cut it in half. So you got a pocket. And mm-hmm. you just jam some hummus in there. Your favorite Ooh. hummus. And then just whatever vegetables you want, like onions, peppers, uh, cucumber, whatever you want, just all veggies, jam it in there. You got yourself a really delicious and healthy sandwich. That sounds really good. Can I give you a tip? Sure. So you do exactly what you described, but before you start cramming your stuff in your pita pocket, Mm -hmm. you turn on, do you have a, do you have a gas stove or an electric? gas i'm not a heathen good man good man i, I hate electric stoves. see so you you remove the grill okay Grill's turn it gone. on yep you actually toast the pita over the open flame oh my gosh and then do that it changes the the entire flavor profile of the pita bread by just toasting a little bit a little bit of char on it i think that that definitely elevates mm-hmm. the entire sandwich because the problem is that pita not really that great of a bread yeah, honestly, it's more of like the Ziploc bag of <laughs> bread. So I can see I can see where you're going with this and I like it. There you go. There you go. Another tip. Here's an off the wall one for you. That actually is off the wall. Okay. Ooh. You're making a peanut butter sandwich. Okay. No jelly because F jelly. <sighs> so peanut butter sandwich. You sprinkle a little bit of salt on your peanut butter. Okay. Just a little bit because okay. it, gives, it gives it that bite. And here's where I'm going to lose people. Sriracha. What? You lost me. <laughs> yep. But now but now take a time out and think about this. I don't want to. Indian okay, well. food, which uses sriracha a lot often, will often use peanut-based sauces. Mm. So it's the same flavor profiles, but it's in a sandwich instead of like in your noodles or something. Or peanut sriracha chicken. Like it's it's the same flavor profile, but you get it in a sandwich instead. I take you one step further. Okay. You need to buy a peanut butter company. Okay buy sriracha company okay put them together and make your own peanut butter sriracha spread <laughs> that might actually work I, you know what they, they i bet they have that no they don't because i have not seen it and sriracha is in everything now how the hell do you spell sriracha i hate that spelling that it's sriracha s-r-i-racha oh look at that i go i google the exact thing and the first thing comes up peanut butter sandwich with sriracha from the from the new york times wow so you're not alone. Cooking.newyorktimes.com. Peanut butter sandwich with sriracha and pickles. Did not think about pickles. The peanut butter sriracha toast. See, this is a thing, Lucas. Oh, no. I agree that it's probably a thing, but that doesn't mean I'm going to eat it. <laughs> That's true. And the reason the reason I tried it is I heard um, Alton Brown from Food Network uh, had done a like article or maybe it was a podcast or something about weird food combinations. He wanted people to send him weird food combinations that they actually swore by mm-hmm. and he'd try them and say if they were good or not. And this was one of them. And he actually was like, as odd as it is, this is pretty good. So then I was like, well, I need to try this. And yeah, I did. that dude is that dude's awesome. I love him. Yeah. yeah. So 
There you go, Garrett. Way more sandwich talk than you anticipated. I'm telling you, Lucas, <laughs> people ask us all the time to do a food podcast. I, I don't know. I don't know, man. Maybe a Patreon thing sometime, like once a month. I don't know. We'll see. If, right, if you want right, it, write in, write in, write into PSVG. You have mail to write in your in. letters. <laughs> yeah. Self-addressed stamp envelope. Find a pencil for 20 minutes because who yep. uses those anymore? Exactly. And let us know. And then go to the post office in the middle of this pandemic. <laughs> don't buy a stamp. I don't want stamps on the envelopes. I want them to actually stamp the envelope with that thing instead. Oh, yeah. The the punch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I want that. Otherwise, Bad. we're just going to throw it right in the trash. Your opinion, trash. Could they use our offer code at stamps.com? They could, but I much more appreciate them going to gfuel.com and using code PSVG and get the whiskey G Fuel. Mm. Or strawberry milk flavored. Actually, that would <laughs> banana banana be. milk flavored. Yeah, oh yes. Strawberry and banana. And then when you buy them both, you mix them together. Well, G G what? Fuel did have a strawberry cheesecake flavor, which was <sighs> really good. My goodness. It was really good. Um Okay, next next one because we still have more questions. Uh, Takeda, that's what it is now. We we yes. I talked to him. And we figured so. Takeda asks, did your parents ever hit the power off button because you weren't finishing when they told you to back when you were a kid? So playing video games. It's time for dinner, Lucas. And, okay, mom, coming. Jeez, Lucas, Jeez. where are you? And then she comes up to your room. Did she ever reach across there and and mash that power button on you because you weren't listening? Oh no 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 no. See. I threatened to kill them. If they did that. No, uh, uh, no. Um, I was fairly good about that. And uh, I, I was more like, I'm going to game at night and stay up way too late. So I don't ever remember them doing that. I'm, it may have been threatened, I'm sure. But uh, I was lucky enough that somehow we always had an extra TV and video games were always kind of off in another room. So they, there wasn't any like threatening, threatened threats of being like, all right, well, I want to watch whatever show I want to watch. So you need to be done or mm. dinner's done. You know, I could just pause it and go upstairs. They wouldn't know. So that works. That works. Uh, I didn't either. I was fortunate enough not to have to worry about that. I, I, for the most part, was a good kid. I don't think I really ever was like punished or ground grounded. So like they never took the game away from me or anything like that. And I think for the, for the most part, once I hit, I don't know, Super Nintendo era, Actually, no, even the Nintendo era, I had a TV in my room. It wasn't a big uh, one. Like, it was a small one, but I had a TV in my own room, so I really wasn't bothering anybody else with my gaming habits. And when they told me to go do something, I typically went and did it, so I don't have to worry about it. But no, that would have been horrible in those days when you couldn't save your game. If they just came up and like, yeah. power off. You're like, no! I saw the conversation continue, and they were saying, like, nowadays, that wouldn't really matter that much. But No, you lose, what, five minutes progress if, with the <laughs> autosave? Like... Well, that was back too. when if you weren't careful, you wouldn't just lose progress. Your your save data could corrupt. That's true. Then you come back and you'd be like, why is my memory card all messed up? No, none of this works. You, You're not my real dad. <laughs> yeah. Last question comes in from Kyle the Pug. I know Lucas probably doesn't have too much to say about this one, so we'll, we'll see where it goes. Uh, with the new Call of Duty 2020 worldwide trailer coming around the corner, will they follow through with the chaos storyline from the last zombies on Black Ops 4? And how will Craig Houston fare being the lead dev for zombies with Jason Blundell and Lee Ross gone? So there's been a lot of turnover in the team um, as far as who's developing that. I think Treyarch does this one specifically. Um, I don't know, Kyle. Um, Typically, my knowledge of the zombies, they don't really carry through with the campaign. Like it doesn't, it's not a carryover story, I don't believe. Um, So I think it'll be perfectly fine. I always have fun with the zombie modes and I don't, really take it too hardcore. I know a lot of people do. They take the zombie mode very serious, even more 
so than the game itself a lot of the times. Um, but I enjoy them for what they are and, and have fun with them. So I think whatever they come up, they'll be they'll be just fine. And I think with these types of games, Call of Duty, like these bigger flagpole games or tentpole games, I don't think a couple people really matter as far as the development design and feel of a game goes um, like Assassin's Creed. If just two random guys leave the Assassin's Creed team, I don't think the game's going to radically feel any different. I don't think Call of Duty does the same way. You typically get a little bit of different feel with the Call of Duties, depending on what team is developing, whether it's Treyarch or whatever. So I think those vary from anything, but I think if you lose a couple teammates, team members on there, I don't think it's going to affect things overall. So, um, I'm kind of just leaning back and sitting and sitting and waiting for the official announcement. We have that it's rumored to be Cold War. Um, so we'll see what happens with that there um, once it launches. But I've been on a Call of Duty kick lately, so I'm excited to see what comes through. But uh, I think it'll be all good. I think they've been on a roll, and I don't think they're going to blow it on this one. I Any agree. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've only played... I've only played like a little bit of the zombie. Yeah. Uh, the zombies mode. Yeah. That was my only basis for a shooter. So, uh, but yeah, the zombie mode, I only played once or twice. Uh, yeah, I don't have anything to add really. I don't know why it seems like something that I'd like, but this was around the time that I like modern warfare Two was basically the last call of duty that I honestly played. So if that tells you anything, that's why I can't answer this question with any, uh answer that you would really care about <laughs> i have no credibility in this area there you go lucas has no credibility that's what we take away from this everybody uh thank you for the questions all if you want to contribute questions to the show you know where to reach us over on the discord or you can tweet at us at psvg kevin and we'll add your question as ridiculous as it may be to the show for next week so thank you all but it's been a week lucas so it's time actually it's been two weeks for us so it's time to check out the news of the weeks in plural because it's been two nice I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite news outlet on the Citadel. You go first, sir. Okay. So I found this is interesting. Are you uh, are you aware of GT G2A? Not GTA. Not GTA. I almost said GTA because I always have it on the brain somewhere <laughs> back there in the lizard area. Uh, G2A. I am. I am. Yes. Okay. So for anybody who's not G2A is that gray area website that resells keys that may or may not come from an illegitimate source. Mm -hmm. Uh, So G2A basically said, Hey, for anybody, any company who thinks that their game was uh, on our website had sold illegitimate keys, basically leading to piracy Mm -hmm. um that's really not on the fault of the user it'd be more on the fault of g2a exactly then uh you can go into or you can agree to do our program where if you show us the data that says these keys are illegitimate then we will pay you what they called uh back chargebacks whatever that means the company would pay developers 10 times the money lost on any chargebacks related to illegally obtained keys sold on the storefront um so factario studio woob i'm assuming is how you, it's, it's like spelled cube but with a w so yeah woob software <laughs> announced that it would yeah, take- need some extra woob woob I like it when the song goes woob woob. 
<laughs> that it would take G2A up on the offer. Ten months later, the results are in. G2A has paid Woob Software $39,600 in compensation for the sale of 198 illegitimate keys through its marketplace, according to gamesindustry.biz. So I, I checked because I was like, that's a lot of money for a little bit of keys. So they yeah. paid them back $200 per key. Yeah, 10 times, they say. That's that's insane. I don't really understand what they hope to do here besides stay afloat, I guess. Be like, we're not that bad. Look, what, look, we're, we're, we're working with these people. I mean, I guess, but I, I how do they get the keys? Um, that so, may or may not be legitimate. Like, that's kind of where I'm confused. Like, why would you volunteer to pay 10 times the amount that it was worth? Like, so, like, let's say if I have hum- humble bundle games that I already own, yep. I could give them the keys that I don't use and sell them. And then they take a portion of the sales, I believe is how that works. So I can claim okay. that I have these keys and then put them on for up for sale. So I would suspect that somebody used like, uh, a key generator or something and was able to okay. generate. That makes more sense. Okay. Them. I was thinking like if, if you, if you had done the exact scenario you described them, like the developers already been paid in that case. I'm like, yes, G2A is making additional money off of that, but the developer had already been paid at that point. But you're right. If somebody did a key generator, I guess that'd make more sense. Well, and I think, cause this is the company that people were, that developers were saying, we would rather you pirate our game than allow then buy from a key from G2A and basically allow them to continue business. Mm. I, I guess they're thinking that in their eyes, they're missing two sale or they're missing a sale. Like just because I'm selling that humble bundle key on their website, they're, they're missing that other person buying it. I guess they don't really think of it as me selling my game. Yeah. I, I, mean, I, I, I guess I get their point, but yeah, it's a, it's a little weird scenario there, but that's, I mean, it's good on them for offering to pay 10 times the amount, I guess. I, no other company has offered to... Which is weird. ...to work with them on that. But I, I, I think it's because they're so disliked. And and I'll admit, like, I don't understand why it's such a problem. Um, so if, like, somebody could explain that better, or maybe I could look it up and see. Um, because from that, you've heard my understanding of what's happening here, and I don't understand why that's bad. To me, that's no different than buying a used game from GameStop. Which, right, right. You know, we've already decided that's not that bad. So, right, it's it's weird, and you think like if that many developers were angry at it, then they should be bombarding them with the claims and make them go bankrupt. Like if yeah. they said, "Hey, we'll pay you ten times the amount," it's like, "All right, let's bankrupt them, boys. Let's go." Like, yeah. But I don't know if maybe the, what they have to do to prove that the keys were. Well, they had to do an auditing company. They had to hire an auditing company to come and look at and see what keys were used. I guess they came back with 321 keys that were flagged as fraudulent. Uh, and so 198 of those keys ended up at this G2A website, which is as this website points out, or as this article is 61%, which is still over half of the keys that yeah. were obtained or generated or whatever um so there's still a problem like if you're selling more than half of these fraudulent keys for just this one game you can um, you can just extrapolate that and to every other game i guess and i mean factorio come on who's who's really (laughs) you know it's not it's no red dead 2 or anything like that so that's true well let's go lucas from g2a and talk about gta Ooh. But not really. We're going to talk about its parent oh. company, Take-Two Interactive, the parent company yes. for Rockstar Games and 2K Games, of course. They came out with a bold statement, Lucas. 
They are going yeah. to release 93 titles over the next five years. What? Yep. It's saying they, they shared a, a bit about its strongest pipeline in its history. They said um, it, the company specifically said the coming fiscal year, which ends March 2021, will be light in terms of new games. The company is planning a massive wave of titles starting in 2022. So they described it as broken out as the 93 titles as 63 core experiences, what? 17 okay. mid-core games, and 12 casual slash arcade titles. What? I don't understand. So they're saying basically they're saying AAA game, AA game, and throwaway game. <laughs> I think so. I think so, yeah. That's a lot of games, dude. Like it seems like you're just kind of fighting yourself at that point. Right? Like, I mean, all right, so 2K, they can do sports games. Are they considering each sports game on each console different? I don't know. Like if they release like, you know, the basketball 2K series, do they count Xbox, PlayStation and Switch as three separate or is that one game? Like, I'm just trying to think of how they could possibly yeah. in five years release that many games. Like how many companies does take to have? So, That's the, that was my question. As soon as you said that is like how many people are developing games for them then? But um, they know what they're doing, though. Like, even if that was the case, they know how people are going to read that. It's, no one's going to go, well, they're going to release 2K or NBA 2K20 or whatever for five different platforms. So that's five right. games right there. So they said that, that, I mean, they have a lot, I guess, but the two major ones are Rockstar and 2K. Yeah. And we know Rockstar puts out like one game every like five years. So they're not going to be pumping out games left and right anyway. No. So it leaves 2K and then like all their indie indie our smaller studios like i don't see they have five thousand employees i don't know how they could do that many games i don't know either that's crazy uh, take two announced it's planned 93 titles range from casual mobile games to triple a releases so how many of those are mobile games then okay yeah maybe so right now their developers is 2k studios which they have one two three four five six seven eight teams under them under 2k okay they have Private Division, which has was founded just last month or two months ago, so that hasn't done anything yet. You have Ghost Story Games, which is a smaller studio from Massachusetts. And then you have Rockstar Games, which, yes, Rockstar has multiple teams. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine studios. And then Social Point in Spain, which I've never even heard of them. They focus on their mobile games. Okay. So I guess maybe they're, they're going to pump out a bunch of mobile games because those are kind of easy in some cases. But then why are you announcing? <laughs> I, I guess just to make that statement that 93 games. Yeah. For us to sit here and talk about 93 games that who knows so, if they're any good. Right. Like I think the next Grand Theft Auto makes sense or a bully sequel or something like that. If that happens. I would love for that to happen. So 93 games over five years. That's like 19 games a year split amongst five studios. I said Is it five. I thought it was eight. Or no, yeah, five. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah. So each studio would have to put out like four games a year. Which yes, the mobile one maybe would pump out a lot more. Rockstar will do one in that period of time, maybe also a port or remaster of something. Like if they don't bring a bully two or they remaster, but like I don't know, but that's not Rockstar can't put out multiple games in that, in that period of time. They never have. How many are remasters then too? That's another question. Mm. Or something like that. Maybe. Oh yeah. Maybe. I don't know what I don't know what they would be remastering, but 
I don't know. But yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. That's that's a big, bold promise that I'm excited to see what, what gets announced from it, basically. Let's start a counter on the website starting in <laughs> 2021. One, one just came out right now. Um, <laughs> so wait, isn't Mafia? Is that Take-Two? Yeah, but I don't think... I, well, are they... So they're saying um, oh. this is starting now? Yes, they said over the next five years. Okay. So that that's one. Uh, take two. Is that no? That's not Borderlands, right? Yeah, that's take two. Is it? I believe so. Yeah, take two and Gearbox. Okay, so that probably so the the Borderlands ports that are coming to Switch, the Bioshock ports that are coming to Switch, the Handsome the, Collection. <laughs> those are all. Those are all take. Those are all under take two, I believe. So those are some right there that we know about. So I guess we're under your tricks. Take two. The hell's going on here? (laughs) Well, that's been a while. (laughs) 50 of these games have already been released. That's true. And multiple times. But anyway, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Because we were talking about there's not enough games. Now there are maybe too many. Just from take two. (laughs) 93 games. We're going to play them all. That's our pledge to you, the audience. We're going to review all 93 games. Wow. That's Mm -hmm. quite a... I don't think I played 93 games in my life. Lucas, if they can deliver us 93 games in five years, the least we can do is play them all. I think it'll take me five years to play 93 <laughs> games. Fair enough. All right. What else you got for news? Well, you mentioned Tencent. Funny that you should mention them. Tencent has officially taken control of System Shock 3. Now, mm-hmm. I remember this being announced a little. I think it was like back in September or something like that. Yeah. Uh, and they, were, they had shown some screenshots and I think a little bit of footage. And it all looked really cool. Yeah. And everyone was like... Uh, System Shock. I've always loved System Shock, but nobody was talking about S- System Shock except for to be like, uh, those were the games that came before Bioshock, weren't they? Uh, so, yeah, apparently this game was, or the studio was in trouble. What happened was, um, so Other Side licensed certain rights from us to make, oh wait, no, that's not the right thing cancel that so the 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 name of the company was other side but they were uh the rights to the game were owned by starbreeze yes and apparently starbreeze basically had to file uh reconstruction so that they could avoid uh bankruptcy which in doing that they were like hey we can't really publish this game anymore sold the rights back to the original developer and uh, now have basically nothing to do with it. I guess it sat like that for a number of months, and then Tencent came in, and this was apparent for some when they realized that Tencent had like made domain name mm-hmm. claims for System Shock 3 and 4, yep. and now they own, uh, I guess, parts of System Shock and the ability to uh publish it um what i was reading earlier was that other side licensed certain rights from tencent to make sequels those rights have now been trans those rights have now been transferred to tencent a rep said nothing about that transfer in any way impacts our ownership so i guess tencent owns the sequels now um and what i don't know when i read this it's it's all kind of confusing but basically mm. tencent is made is is foot in the bill so that System Shock 3 can come out instead of get lost forever. Um, and when I read this originally, I was like, oh, I don't know. A Chinese company coming in and buying uh, System Shock 3. I don't know. It seems kind of, mm, I don't know if that's a good thing. But they claim that it's going to basically allow them to continue what they were doing before 
and give them the uh, ammunition to get the rest of it done. I guess. Yeah, I mean, Tencent is talked about a lot in the gaming industry. Like, let's not let's not lie here. But Tencent has invested in more than eight hundred companies to date. Over one hundred and sixty of those companies are valued at more than a billion dollars. Wow. Um, so they also wholly own they own the entirety of Riot Games. So League of Legends creators, like they own Riot Games entirely. They have an 84% stake in Supercell, 80% in Grinding Gear Games, 40% of Epic Games. Wow. So Fortnite and all that stuff, that's 40% of that is owned by them. That's crazy. Um, 14% of Glue Mobile, who does a ton of like mobile games. Um, 11% of Bluehole, who is the makers of PUBG. And mm. 5% stakes in Activision, Blizzard, Ubisoft, and Paradox Interactive. So they have their fingers in a lot i think more as an investor versus there i don't think they're really gonna get involved in the actual development of the game i think they're kind of just saying like here's some money we're taking a cut like they're the mob they're the mafia of the video game <laughs> industry like they got to get their their cut you know yeah no for sure certain protections and, you get the protection the game will come out you you can still keep the the rights to the game and but we're gonna help you get it out the door and take our yeah. cut maybe you keep all your fingers and toes yeah. forget about it where this game come almost fell off a truck Oh. <laughs> nice i bought it on g2a what <laughs> what it's good it's a good code it's verified um so real quick because we're going long uh epic games store uh you know last month or last week had released uh, grand theft auto for free uh they just launched uh today as we're recording this so you still have a few days left to grab it as you listen to this on monday uh mm-hmm. civilization is on there for free that's pretty cool it is civilization six right that's roman numerals yep Okay, you, you so six is free on Epic Game Stars. Go get it. Maybe that's another PC game we can all play together too, because it's free. I think I have it, and I have never played it because this screenshot looks like nothing I like nothing I've seen before. <laughs> so you probably have every other version of Civilization. You might not have this one too. I don't know. Correct. But yeah, correct. So, I don't. So go, it's free. I'll go and just claim it in case yep. I don't have it. Just go. That's how I got Grand Theft Auto Online. Um. So yes, just go claim it. Go get it. Get yourself some free games. And again. They already have up another teaser where it's doing a countdown clock to the next free game. So I'm thinking it's another big one because the last two times they've done it, it's been Civilization and Grand Theft Auto, which is pretty big. Let's face it. Quarantine is the best thing that's ever happened to us as far as <laughs> getting free stuff goes. Am I right? It's true. You're not wrong. Um, so my other my last story that I have here. Sure. Uh, PETA. Nobody likes PETA, right? PETA. Uh, well, I don't know. The animals might. That's uh, even the animals are kind of like, mm, you're taking it a little too far. Yeah, I guess their practices are sometimes questionable. But people for ethical treatment of animals have expanded its cause. They're coming after blathers. Not blathers. They're coming right after blathers. Our faithful, friendly museum curator in Animal Crossing. Hoo-hoo, he says. Beca- because of them virtual fish, Lucas. Yep. Okay. They uh, Peter shared footage on Twitter Wednesday of an apparent in-game protest outside Blathers Museum. <laughs> They're literally st- they wearing Peta T-shirts in the Animal Crossing Villagers, screaming "Empty the tanks!" and with signs up there saying "Fish belong to the ocean." Why? What about, what about them river fish? You throw them in the ocean, you're gonna kill them, Peta. How about that? I mean, it's the circle of life. Yep. And then th- several of them can be seen surrounding Blathers inside the museum, the cartoon all while shouting their angry messages at him all over TikTok. All over everything. Blathers encourages players to take fish out of their natural habitat so he can trap them in tiny tanks. The caption PETA video says, uh, hashtag canceled. 
Tiny tanks, excuse me. Uh, those tanks are gigantic and they are beautiful. And guess what? I'm not a fish, but I bet if I asked a fish what they thought about their fish tank, they'd probably go, huh? And that's about as much thought as they'd have on the matter. I'm going to go down on record as saying, this is dumb. <laughs> They're virtual fish. This better be a joke. I hope it's not it's, really it's, Dude, it's not. It's really not. Even in the fictional world of this game, sentencing animals to a lifetime of suffering before killing and skinning them just to wear their skin, fur, or feathers is so not cool. If this is really PETA, this is the problem. Because if we can't even have a virtual version, like that is the that is what they should be uh, saying, what they should be fighting for is like, okay, you can't have, I don't think you should have a dog because dogs should be free for some so they can eat garbage, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, what a life. Uh, here's Nintendogs. Are they going to, like, is that their next target? Like, oh, you can't have Nintendogs because how dare you have a puppy, little Maybe. Jimmy? Maybe. You're horrible. <laughs> I hate this. This is dumb. <laughs> Peter says but... there are plenty of ways to enjoy the game. It also applauded the game for featuring human-like animals that share the deserted island with the player's character, so living in harmony with the animals. But the premise of Animal Crossing New Horizons should send the important message that other animals are individuals with whom we share the world with, not objects for us to exploit, Peter said. Peter also followed up the original video with several tweets highlighting real-world animal cruelty, which none of us can agree with, let's be honest there. Uh, killing animals kills us all, Peter tweeted. But the best part is the comments, Lucas. We got to jump to the comment section. Oh, yes, please. So many of the users mocked PETA for the video on Twitter, while others point out that the PETA staff would have needed to catch the fish before they could protest for their in-game freedom. So people say, thank you. <laughs> Hashtag blathers is over party. We canceled a fictional game character owl now. Thank you, PETA, for saving the world from a cute little Animal Crossing character. It's almost like a video game, one user remarked. Ah, man, can't believe I have to stop playing a game about being friends with animals just because I can fish, another user wrote. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Are they seriously trying to cancel a video game character, one person asked. I like this uh, very factual and backed up statement. PETA kills more animals than anyone else. (laughs) Like, no proof needed. Like, that's a fact right there. Boom. Mm -hmm. And PETA even answered several people with sassy memes, including, we're raiding islands to free fish. Give me back that filet of fish. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, yeah, it's these are the kinds of stories, folks, you will only hear talked about this show. PETA trying to cancel Animal Crossing. Hey, I just want to make it clear. I'm all about animal rights and cruelty. <laughs> no, yeah. No, animal uh, n- not abuse. Not abuse. Animal yeah. love. But animal not that love. kind of love. But not that yeah, kind no. of love. This is getting weird. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, uh, I don't know. I think like PETA has some good points and everything, but like when you go this far, it's ridiculous. Stop yes. it. Don't be silly. Right. right. You could take animal cruelty serious, but then you start protesting a video game where you're not even hurting. Like, yes, you're capturing the fish and you're putting them in a museum, but you're not hurting. Like they're not beating them. You don't, you know, eat the fish. You don't. What, what's the, I guess the, the most realistic thing I could think of is that they're worried that some kid will be like, Oh, I want a fish tank, but right. Or the, I want to go fishing too. Yeah. Like, the fish are already caught in that case. I yeah. mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Lucas, what do you say? You you bring it on home with your favorite topic to talk All about. All right. All right. It wouldn't be it wouldn't be news if I didn't talk about a game I don't play. Fallout seventy six. Oh yeah. Hey, you play Fallout seventy six, don't you, Kev? Sometimes. Uh, you got any uh, allies? Followers, I do. As it were. I, I do. 
Uh, let me ask you a question. Have you ever looked at your allies and thought to yourself, I wish you dressed a lot cooler? Actually, yes, because typically in the Fallout games, I would try and give my allies extra loot that I didn't want to carry because I'd become over encumbered and couldn't run or fast travel. And I always wonder why, like, hey, I'm giving them all these coals. Why can't they wear any of them? Well, now they will. <laughs> <gasps> Yay! Remember that leather duster that was level one and you thought was stupid? Well, now you can give it to uh, Jimmy Glasses over here. I don't know who that guy is. <laughs> Jimmy Glasses. <laughs> Jimmy Glasses. Hey. Hey, oh, is he mafia too? <laughs> he is. He's walking over here. Uh, I don't know. I mean, that's really the extent of the whole thing is that during this time, they did an update called Update 19 after uh, the Wastelanders update date and uh people were saying i want to make my guys look and girls look better mm. and now you can you can give them basically anything but power armor and weapons so you can't really give them weapons either uh can be so clothes and accessories like sunglasses yeah. like jimmy glasses over here jimmy, oh, jimmy hey. glasses. uh it's all strictly cosmetic no bonuses or buffs will be conferred Maybe you can clear this up. I didn't understand this. And if you scrap your ally station, they'll revert to their default outfits. Your ally station? Yeah. I guess their house or where they, they reside in because you have like your camps and stuff in Fallout 76. That's a weird way of saying that then. Yeah, it's kind of weird. <laughs> because <clears throat> could have used like camp maybe. They'll yeah. also be wearing their default duds in any instances they appear in with you. Is that like... uh it's probably cutscenes and stuff I imagine yeah. in the background maybe. Well, that's dumb. But yeah, I don't understand why, here. because like your character has the different calls and cutscenes. So. Like, oh, I gotta put my real costume back on real quick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I gotta lose my glasses here. Oh, how am I supposed to see? So bright. <laughs> it's midnight. What are you talking about? I wear my sunglasses at night so I can't so, so I, I can can't. see. Alright, we need to go. Yeah, when the songs start. It's true. Alright, where can people find you, Lucas? Uh, I'm all over the stratosphere catching fish, imprisoning them in digital prisons. I'm on Twitter at heavy metal underscore riff. Send me some hate messages. PM me, DM me, but don't BM you. See it. Don't BM me. Yes. I was going to say, don't CM punk me. I, I don't know. That works too. That works too. Um, he retired, didn't he? Or does he just wrestle somewhere else? I don't know. Nobody Wrest- knows. Wrestling is demons. Ooh, good one. Uh, other than that, do another show called Flux Post. Check that out. It's silly, just like here. It's true. It's true. It's almost copyright infringement, some might say. Oh, my gosh. We're like sister cities, sister podcasts. Sister wives? That too. Okay. Fair enough. Um, follow the website overall, psvg.blog, to find links to all the cool stuff we do, including our Discord, which you should totally join because all the cool kids are there, and we talk about stuff all the time in the 90 rooms we have in our Discord. Yes, that's a real number. It's actually up to 90. Oh my gosh. Yep. Still not as many uh, games as Take Two is going to release. That is true. <laughs> See? And, it, and we've been around for five years, I think, too. So that works, it works the same way. We weren't able to get that many rooms. Um, follow me on at PSUG Kevin on all the things your Twitter, your Facebook, your Instagram, if you want TikTok, even if you want to follow me there. Oh, yeah. um, I, I'm in all the places, PSUG Kevin. Uh, if you want to sponsor the show that's a weird way of saying it. if you want to support the show head over to patreon.com slash psvg and check out the cool rewards you get for doing so as well uh but yeah most importantly we ask as always everybody that you never stop singing songs at the end of your shows don't please don't stop the music please don't stop the music mm, mm, mm.
This has been a PSVG production. Any music, sound effects, or the like is owned by their respective copyright holders. No infringement is intended. The views expressed in this production are those of the individual contributor and may not necessarily reflect PSVG. This production may not be repurposed, reused, or redistributed without the express written consent of PSVG. PSVG is powered by patrons at patreon.com PSVG. Become a patron to get special perks, including access to exclusive content.